This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV. Make clips and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Under center is Wentz. He goes to Blunt. He's got a first down. He's got four. He's at the 40. He's at the 45, the 50, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 15, the 10, the 5. He can't be stopped. Finally at the four, a runaway train, a runaway train! How about that, huh? How about, how about it? Man? How about running it 175 times against one of the worst, <laughs> worst run defenses in the world? And boy, oh boy, did Legarrette Blunt really just run all over the place today! It is John Barch. It is James Seltzer. We are here live uh, from the WIP studios. Eagles victory post game show, and boy, oh boy, was I sweating through that whole thing! And I'm so happy that this team is three and one. Uh, We will keep you updated on what's happening with the Giants, but the Eagles have ended two seasons in a row, uh, 0-4, hopefully for the Giants, 0-4 now for the Chargers. James Seltzer, how are you feeling, pal? Yeah, man, it was one where you you kept thinking that the Chargers were going to find a way because they kept coming back and coming back, but... At the end, you know, Carson Wentz salts it away with a drive, only really one throw, but he felt like a like a field general out there today, John. You a know, field a, general. A lot of audibling, a lot of kill, kill, kill all afternoon, you know, and and uh, you know, they ran the ball so effectively. It was it was awesome to see LeGarrette Blunt showing why they brought him in here, that type of running. The Chargers wanted nothing to do with tackling LeGarrette Blunt today. It was evident on the field. He ran all over them. And, you know, kudos to the to the game plan, you know, to, to both to Wentz at the line and, and Peterson for, you know, going out and taking advantage of a bad rush. That that was the weakness really for this Chargers defense. We said it in the pregame show and they took advantage of it. Absolutely. And MVP of this game the Eagles fan base for oh, literally yes! taking over a stadium, making people leave 
making people good-paying customers <laughs> of the Chargers that paid $200 for the ticket, $100 to park, <laughs> and they got the up out of there, man. They left. They're like, I am not dealing with this. When have you ever seen in your life uh, an opposing team going, defense, defense, yeah, or when, I- when, when the home team is is there? That was, that was the best part about this entire game. Look, I know they're not in San Diego. I know no one in Los Angeles cares, but good Lord, you had about 17,000 Eagles fans in a 25,000-seater where they blocked off seating up top. That was the most amazing thing, to see Jordan Hicks That's what I was calling for the crowd to get pumped up. And the up. crowd's getting loud! MVP to the Eagles fan base, too. The Birds West Nest gang out there. I know you're out there, and especially the crew that goes to Big Wangs. Yes, indeed, you represented very, very well today. MVPs by a mile. But let's get into the game a little bit here. So, it kind of had that ebb and flow of what we've seen before in the past couple of weeks here. You had them coming out and starting out hot. Alshon Jeffrey touchdown. Everything's mm-hmm. looking good. And then, you know, slowly but surely, there's a there's a Razul Douglas oopsie daisy. There's a, you know, Keenan Allen got the best of them a couple of times. Uh, that no-name dude I've never heard of before in my Ackler. life. Ackler just running down. Uh, it's a great run. To, to kind of keep these guys in the game. But honestly, you know, going going and sticking back to the run, nobody really panicked. Doug didn't get pass happy. They just kept it in their hands. Not to mention, Carson Wentz made some huge throws today. You're going to look at the stats and you're going to go, okay, it wasn't that great of a game. I think he ended up uh, somewhere around just above 50-ish or so completion percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, the air yards... We're definitely there today. The throw to Nelson Aguilar was one of the best that I've seen him do uh, yeah, throughout this entire season. Then the other one to urge to kind of, you know, move while San- – er, there it is. I'm never going to call in the Los Angeles Chargers because they're going back there. The Chargers yeah. moving started – I don't know if San Diego wants them back. <laughs> I know. The Chargers started moving uh, moving up in the box a ton in this game, and they said, no, we're not going to let you do that either. It's one of the things we talked about a lot is, you know, you can really dictate what exactly you want the Chargers to do, and for the most part – I, I think they did. You know, they stuck with the running game. Wentz made some big throws to keep them in check. That's why they were so successful at the run today. Yeah, 100%. And, and we said it, they're a better football team. Like, they should have been able to do this, and, and they were. You know, it was just that weird spot of coming off the emotional home victory, traveling across the country, desperate team. The Chargers, not that good a football team. You know, no, when, just not. But they fought back, like you said, kept getting back into it. And, and you're right. You know, the Eagles didn't let that rattle them. They didn't. Uh, let it change their game plan. They just kept coming back and putting points up on the board. How about Jake Mother mm, Elliott? Jake Elliott. Man, I mean. He's never missing again, by the uh, way. Already uh, decreed Cajones that. to steal this kid. Another, what, 53-yarder today. It's, I think, four or five in total. 40 you know, plus. All the extra points. Like, just nails, uh, which is really exciting that, you know, it's. I know that, that you talk to any NFL player and they uh, kind of poo-poo the kickers or former players. But, like, you know, as a fan, it's nice to have a kicker who, when they go in, you feel like they're going to make the field goal. And, I, and we're starting to feel that way about Elliott. I think that 61-yarder really kind of boosted his confidence. But back to Wentz, I think the um, you know the stats would have looked a little better if Torrey Smith had a better day. Torrey Smith, rough, rough day for Torrey Smith. I think we might see uh, be seeing a little more Matt Collins in the future years. Torrey, I mean, you got to get your football. I mean, that one throw, the the like back shoulder throw was. Uh, you know, what, 20 yards in the air, a, a dime from Wentz in Torrey's hands, and he just couldn't come down with it. Um, he's got to make more of those catches, John. Yeah, no, he really does. That's uh, 
uh, he did he did have at least one today or later on to uh, on on I think on that final drive. But yeah, it's starting to look a little peaked. I think uh, I think it's time for Mac Collins to get uh, some more that's going in there. Also, good news: it is final now. The Giants have now lost their oh, 0-4, wow. so uh, they end up pulling it out. Now uh, you still win the bet because uh, the Bucks didn't cover. But they regardless, right, so you've got there the you Dallas go. loss, you've got a Giants loss, you have got Kansas City on Monday night for or no tonight. That's happening right or no, is it Monday tom- night? Tomorrow game? night. You're right. Monday tonight n- is the the oh, very right, the, exciting Seattle yes, Indianapolis yeah. game. So you have Kansas City uh, taking on Washington. That would be a great run if uh, they can stand atop of the division all alone with two division wins already. So good weekend so far for that. Uh, and, and yeah, you're right. I mean, like there is there, that's the kind of thing I think that bothered me throughout the the entire game. There it was just you know Tory Smith is. Is, uh, frustrating is frustrating to watch, man. Frustrating. But, I, you know, like, shout out not just to the, the game plan to run the ball, but also to the guys doing it. Um, obviously, Blunt jumped off the page literally every time they couldn't tackle him. They didn't want to tackle him. The, what, 60-something yard yeah. run was, was as Adam Adams says in the uh, in the uh, thread here, it was beast mode-esque. It, it really was. And if he <laughs> could have that last stiff arm, he could have just gotten in there. It would have it probably would have been that much cooler. But um, awesome day from Blunt. Clement. That that uh, first down at the end there on that on that third yeah, a one, couple of them there. really nifty little feet work, you know, footwork there looked really good, and and Smallwood looked good again too, man. It's uh, it's crazy that that you didn't feel the the loss of Sproles today as much as I thought they might. Um, really, just a great job by that 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 group of guys. Yeah, a fantastic job by by all of those guys when and their Wisniewski. name was called. Oh my God, was well, that's what I was going to get into oh, next. Oh my God, was I, I, and what baffled me the most was just like the rotation of like drive on, drive off between him and Warmack. Uh, stop doing that. Stop it because Wisniewski again just blowing guys away on the, off the ball and even even towards down that uh, that score, which was a great call by Doug Peterson. After you know the penalty, they tried to shove it in there with Blunt. It didn't really go. Uh, Wentz tried to be a, ma- a magician again there for a little bit. Hands to the face on Wisniewski. They didn't get lucky. That's just you know that's that's what that he provides you. That was a great call. There. Yeah, they, he that was a blatant answer. Yeah. I mean, he almost, his helmet almost got knocked off. So you had uh, you know uh, Leggett that was there, and and then he I think he went down on that play or yep. something happened on it that was play. Either that one or the next one, and they go right at it. And they that go three great. wide. Tory goes into motion. Everybody's thinking pass here. It's a little dump off to Smallwood. Everybody, the, the slants and blocks to the right. Touchdown, man. Wiz I mean, that's pancaked great. pancaked the guy. Wiz literally pancaked. You don't see guards pancake quite as often as you, unless they're pulling. You don't see guards on the interior of the line pancaking a guy by the end zone that often. That was awesome. Yeah, that was incredible. So I don't understand why they keep uh, swapping that back and forth. And <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe somebody will have a great answer. Hey! Jack Fritz walks in the frame, and we're getting excited because it's three and one. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's an exciting day here, as uh, you know. Unexpected three one, I feel like a, a little bit, a little bit. I think because there was such, you know, I don't know. People said trap game. People said whatever. It's a we push. Were wrong. But we, we were wrong. We were wrong. We're wrong. I'll, listen, I'll bet against the Eagles every time if it means they win. Me too. So the trend starts today. Well, also the concept of of just the fact of coming into the season and looking at the schedule and the way it shook out, like. Sure, we thought it was possible they could be three and one coming out of the first three game or four games with three on the road. Yeah, but it doesn't feel probable, and they're three and one after four games with three on the road. I mean, that is 
That's impressive. impressive, man. It's impressive. And we can't lose sight of that. A couple of things that were happening last year in their narratives where they can't win on the road. They were 1-7. and seven. They've notched two, just like you said. Uh, and also, this is another close game that they were able to finish yeah, off. That's important. Good teams win. And I'm, we're not, you know, I'm not saying they're a great team or anything, but good teams win games like this and like last week, and they're finding a way to win. They didn't do that last year. You yeah. definitely say that. And just remember, like, this is, especially when you're thinking of, of secondary and a lot of those plays that went through, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Rizul Douglas didn't have a great day today. I think, um, he, and there was a couple of times where, again, he's trying to overplay the ball. He's trying to make big plays, which is great. I just think as a, as a rookie, and he's going to continue on to be, to learn, like, hey, can't really do that, especially when you don't have any makeup speed. Uh, where Keenan Allen beat him on a lot of inside moves today. Uh, you, there's a lot of guys that end up being wide open, but you got to remember here too is like they're also doing this without Darby. They're doing this without Fletcher Cox. They've mm-hmm. they've they're they're putting you know Frankenstein together in the in the uh, secondary there kind of thing. And it still bites them sometimes. And it's I, I still like that Jim Schwartz was aggressive throughout the entire game. I don't think they really needed to, but they still. Dialed up the blitz a lot of the time. A lot of those hoagie throws that I was talking about in the preview pod were coming from, uh, you know, Philip Rivers there. And how about the the full dirty diapers of <laughs> Philip Rivers? What a cry baby! I love it. That is the most underrated thing in sports. When he gets so mad, he's yelling into his helmet. He's, he's got poop that's just flying up his back, and he's so <laughs> oh, incredibly mad. And they're trying to do tempo. They're trying to get things together, and it's so frustrating. All those like you can't tell me that the crowd. You know the the way that the Eagles were controlling this game was completely throwing these these guys off. So all those things about like oh how much does it really matter? It completely mattered today. Like again, Eagles fans MVP for taking over that stadium. Plus you just add together the aggressiveness of of Jim Schwartz and really going after and making them one dimensional. Bo Allen too played a hell of a game today. Bo Allen played a terrific game especially in that first half he was really penetrating you know you, we always talk about Bo Allen just being a, a good run guy and a you know, run defender and a solid solid defender yeah. in general but he was penetrating today in the pass rush he got in there uh made a difference made an impact um and back to the crowd I mean how could that not affect you? Your home stadium oh is filled with Eagles fans yelling at the top of their lungs. Definite MVP. And and it was so clear. It was evident. You heard it on the television. It's like defense chance. And every time there was a cheer on a <laughs> like a we I knew what a penalty was a couple times because I knew it was against the Chargers. Yeah, you yeah. could hear the cheer before you saw so the loud. ref. It, so uh just awesome. It has to affect them. How could that not affect you? I mean, you're they're human beings and that is supposed to be we were saying it before it's like what are you playing for you don't have fans coming to watch you in your home stadium like what is the point for this team for three for what's going to cost you three hundred dollars for one person to go sit in that stadium outrageous outrageous um and and look i think back to your point with the corners i think if you had said to, to eagles nation and me anybody in August, before the Ronald Darby trade, yeah, you know, this is the cornerback group. How are they going to play? They have played much better than I think that we would have because we have not seen Ronald Darby as a part of it. The fact that Darby could come back soon in the nearest future is just a boon to that. You know, they, they haven't been perfect. Obviously, Russell Douglas is a rookie. And yes, BLG, I'm with you. Like, he is a touch too slow. We know that. Yeah, definitely. But, but that, that's okay. Like, he's so physical and so good on the line that it's going to more than make up for it. We were saying he's going to have one 
really tough play a game, and sometimes you weather it, maybe sometimes you don't. But um, that's what's going to happen when you have rookie cornerbacks out there. Yeah, and it's good to just you know get that experience in, and I know that those lumps are going to be there. Listen, and I, I, I don't really know – how great or good he's going to be, I still really believe that he's going to be a very good corner in this league. And I think between, you know, if he ends up being corner three between Sidney Jones when he comes back and where Darby is, that's great uh, for the time being. Just like you said, got to weather the storm, and they did in this one. Um, and also, just overall with Jesus, I mean, like the it, it felt like I, I can't say enough good things about the offensive line today. Everybody was on. You, we talked about nothing was of of you know go up tempo and you know keep the pass rushers uh, off of those guys between Bosa and Ingram. They were there. They were noticeable, and they definitely got to Wentz a couple of times. But overall, Jason Peters and Lane Johnson really stepped up today. Kept them off of Wentz's back. Gave them tons of time in that first half to go find guys. Really, really impressive performance from from them all around, minus the whole guard shuffling thing. Yeah, no, especially both in both phases of the game. I mean, obviously, we talk so much about the running game and the backs were great, but the line was there, the push was there. I mean, there was that one Clement run on a third and two where he kind of swept to the right, got the first down. But if there was a cutback hole there where he could have gone for miles, like there were big holes today. Wiz, Wiz is a good offensive lineman. When hold he's on, time a- out, time out. Cliff is saying that we never thought Rizul was any good. I don't know. Who you're listening Whoa, to? Are you, but, have you uh, never listened to this we've been, show? We've before, been championing him for a long time. Sorry, continue. Well, I didn't mean yes. to cut you off there. It's all right, Cliff. Welcome to the show, Cliff. Yes, nice to have thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think you know, Wiz is a good football player, man. He he is a legitimate guard in this league, and definitely. And I think he makes Kelsey better. Uh, whether they like each other or not, I don't really care. They make each other better. I mean, Kelsey certainly makes Kelsey better, and Peters looked great today. Lane looked great. Brooks looked great. The the whole line that was the Look, this is the first time PFF haven't looked like totally Actually looked like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. And the time went sad. I mean, he really did. They got to him. But you're playing Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram. They're going to get there considering I thought they did a fantastic job today. Yeah, and they didn't have to do really anything crazy or cute or whatever. And I thought the a lot of the decisions there were I know we're going to probably look at some of the, the, the third down calls, the third and eight. There's a third and 13 that decided to go ahead and run the ball. I think on the third and 13 – whether or not, you know, those are the two plays that they gave Wentz and then he killed it and ran off to it and tried to get Smallwood and sneak him in there because there was no – I think the middle linebacker had gone off at some point and that's why, you know, you check over to that. I don't know. I, I, I didn't like that one so much. The third and 13 thing, though, I think when they're on the other half of the ball, they're just going to play for the field goal, especially now that you have an unbelievable kicker that can't Nails. miss anything apparently. Uh, I, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with putting – you know, uh, putting it the, the ball in what's been successful so far. And, God, were they tired on that last drive. The Chargers were sucking yeah, wind were like sucking. crazy. You could see it. They You were just like, they're going to get these first downs on the third and one, third and two, second and two, that type of stuff. You're like, they're not going to stop them. They are they are dusted. Yes. So I think, uh, you know, just handing the ball off there and be like, we're not going to risk anything moving forward. That's that's fine. Uh, towards the later one. Oh, you know what? There was a second, third, and 13. Uh, when it was still early that I didn't agree with at the time because it didn't yeah, really make any sense. But... It was a handoff to Smallwood. It was yeah. a strange play, and it was like in I think you're your own forty or something like that, somewhere in that range of the field, and it, it just felt off to run the ball there. I'm very with you. conservative, yeah. but at the same time, like this is where this is where I think matchups are hugely important, and this is why like they should have been running the football constantly, doing all this stuff. They were last in the league for a reason. Everybody was saying, please pound the football. They did. And and from you know Kansas City to where they've come from now, those are two teams in a row 
where it says, please run the football, yeah. and they did, and they obliged, and they did that. I don't think you could have done that against Kansas City, on top of which they had a massive left guard problem with uh, Isaac Sayomalu, who today was a ghost, and they've made him a healthy scratch and inactive, which is something we can get into later on as well. But at the same time, like that's part of the game plan. That's what they're going to do. I, so I would assume that they kind of have a, a hybrid when they when they do that against the Cardinals when they come home next week. But it's going to be game by game. And if they're doing that and that's what they're recognizing, they're taking what's best for this Eagles offense to match up with whoever they're playing, that's a great sign. We've been against uh, the running back by committee. It was very successful today. But, again, I think it was only really – immensely successful because of the offensive line play and really just because the Chargers are just so bad at stopping the run. Yeah, you know I'm a big believer in cliches or cliches for a reason. And the old cliche that it's a matchup league is a cliche for a reason. They've had two straight matchups where the matchup said run the ball and they ran the ball and, and it did. worked, you know, and the other matchups are not going to say that Arizona is an interesting one because I actually do think you can run the ball against Arizona, though they have been relatively stout against the run over the last couple of years. But, you know, Patrick Peterson on the outside, uh, uh, you know, Honey Badger, they, they could play the pass well as well. Absolutely. They're just not a very good football team right now. I don't, I'm not really scared about Arizona, but, you know, who knows? Um, I, you know, they, all these games have been close. <laughs> like we said, every single game has been close, so it's hard to really feel super confident. But uh, overtime, it looks like, for the Cardinals oh, and the nice. Niners at 12-12. <laughs> nice. so, there you go. And that's at home. So the Cardinals are a bad football team. We certainly will have the better Carson Next week, quarterbacking our team. But, um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a matchup thing. I think that the beautiful thing is that they're showing that they can run the ball. When when we watched the Chiefs game and, you know, the criticism was there, run the ball, run the ball, and it didn't feel like they could have run the ball in that matchup, in that specific game, especially with Isaac Smalla. I think what we're learning is that Isaac Smalla was a, a big detriment to their ability to run the ball in there. Um, so I, I think it's going to be matchup dependent, but I think that they there is a, a a commitment here. I think they're going to at least attempt to get the running game going, going regardless yeah, of the matchup. But it didn't. So so all of the things there is, I, I will only say it's not like it. Sure, it it definitely put points up on the board today, uh, but not until later on in the game. So they have to figure out what that formula is in the passing game to get it going. They they still made. Uh, a lot of big-time plays and big-time throws to extend drives there. And, you know, they also on Jeffrey touchdown early was huge. Uh, I'm, I'm actually a little bit disappointed in the passing game to see where see mm -hmm. where they're at in the, in the, in the going. But, yo, know, if, if they're winning football games like this, so be it. That's fine. You know, I, I just – I'd like to see a little more of – Especially Torrey Smith catching the football and uh, so on and so forth. You're, you're paying Alshon Jeffrey fourteen million dollars. Let's get him involved a little more. But still, a lot of season left here, and you know that can change at any moment. Just want to point this out too, as Jimmy Kemsky did. Uh, Elliot was good from 40, 45, 47, and fifty three today. That's a, that's amazing. That's and then the Eagles win by two points. So wow. That's that's a lot of that offense. And gra yeah. granted, this was the that's the, the monster time Three, piece. Four forty plus, you know, one fifty plus. That's right. That's so, that's huge. This was time of possession. You know, city here. Like all the all the things that you hated about Chip Kelly, you love this football game, man. This is they. I think they ended up uh, probably like 30, 36 minutes, thirty seven minutes, somewhere around there. They were at twenty eight in the third yeah, quarter. Again, so I mean, it's been consistent last week too. Tons of times of possession. I mean, they led the league in it last year. You know, I mean, they are they they. This is an offense that that 
moves the ball that way. And look at the end of the game. That was great. You know, they had six minutes and 30 seconds left when they get the ball back or somewhere in that range. And they ended the football game by walking it down the field. That's awesome. Donnie Jones is going from Les Bowen. Punted twice all day today. Quote, I got no problem being paid to hold, baby. <laughs> and uh, that was the truth. I mean, you know, the, a lot of the times they um, they they were in. Man, I'd like to see the charts again. But it feels like they were in Chargers territory all uh, three quarters of the game. So that's, that's really impressive. And I thought, like, you know, the fourth and one calls were great. Uh, maybe we need to start calling him Carson Brady with the sneaks because he's five Thank for five God. on the year. How long? I mean. How long have we been saying this? Like, just sneak with the guy. He's six five, <laughs> and you're asking there. for an inch or a yard in certain cases. Just only he's big and strong and tall. Just have him fall forward. Thank you, Doug Peterson, for finally doing the clear, obvious thing to do in these situations. Absolutely. So, uh, I, I think that uh, I tell you what we should try. Well, we should try and get Brandon in here, but unfortunately, I don't think we have uh, the necessary ways to do that right now. But uh, you can. Uh, Brandon Lee Gowden, who's the uh, the jefe in charge here, uh, definitely listen to his podcast on Monday as he's going to do the uh, the the afternoon QB with BLG uh, to break down a lot of stuff that we we end up missing here. But yeah, I I really think that what what's the what's the conversation now about Doug Peterson this week? You know, I think this is this is something that we're kind of like, all right, we wanted to see where you're, where everybody was at. I think everybody was slanting towards the negative. Everybody's obsessed with the fourth and eight this week. No one, re- which is crazy to me, because like nobody really talked about. Hmm, I wonder what they're going to do with the loss of Darren Sproles. Kenyon Barner yeah. really, really not much of a factor today, um, uh, as it's as expected. I mean, he just got here a couple hours ago, and I don't know what's the conversation for Doug Peterson this week. Uh, uh, look, you know me. I'm not a Doug Peterson guy, but I don't see how you can come out of this game and really have any real issues with Peterson. It, you know they. Ran the ball a lot. It worked. They kept doing it. They they were smart and methodical on offense. I mean, there's always going to be a few play calls each week where people are going to have some gripes. You know, that's fine. That's going to happen with any team across the league in any situation. Um, I, I think Doug called a good game today for the most part. I think they had a good game plan going in. And in those spots, you know, he was a little more conservative, which – you know, not everyone loves, but it does seem like the vast majority of the fan base wants him to punt in a lot of these situations, wants him to maybe tap down the aggressiveness just a touch. So I think he did that this week, and I think that in terms of what the conversation is going to be, I don't see how it can be anything but positive, at least compared to what it was last week. I mean, what what can you rip Doug for this week? Like, I don't know yeah. what to rip him for. No, I, nothing. I, 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 and, and I think if anyone is ripping him, they're just looking for something to rip him for. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I... Uh you know, in in Jim, I think for the most part called a, a pretty good game there too. There's there was a couple of times where he had Derek Barnett floating out there in in some zone that didn't really work, and I don't really understand that too much. But you know, uh, again, I think that was more execution and what you were dealing with with Zul Douglas and yeah. personnel there uh, overall, like okay. from. Start to finish, the game's game calling was on both sides was really really good. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, they shut down Melvin Gordon. That's something you come in saying you want to do, and you know, Keenan Allen's going to get open for some some plays. I mean, he's a really really good wide receiver who's good at finding the soft spots and zones. We saw that on that long gain he had. Just he pops open. He's all of a sudden he's open with five yards around him in each direction. That's the type of receiver he is. I thought you know, obviously a big breakdown on that Tyrell Williams seventy five yarder early on. 
mistakes were made. Um, but <laughs> mistakes were made. Mistakes yeah. were made. But I think for the most part, I think Schwartz called a better game this week than he did last week. You know, was a little more press, wasn't quite playing off quite as much unless the situation dictated. So I don't I didn't hate Schwartz's game call the you know, game plan this week. I thought I thought he did a fine job. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, Doug uh, Peterson now heading to the podium. Credits uh, Zach Ertz for that huge blunt run. Apparently made a humongous uh, block. I'll have to go back and rewatch what? that there. Uh, so I uh, I think that, uh, yeah, overall, I mean, there's not a, it's not a lot we can really get grab into here because there was just, a, you know, it, one of those games where – you had this feeling of like, all right, I, I'm I'm not sure where this is going. There were times when I think it was in the in the middle of the game that I saw people kind of tweeting out. I was like, this feels a lot like last week. Feels very Giants ish. Um, and you know, with six minutes, that was I can't stress enough how awesome that last drive was. Yeah. Six thirty ish on the clock. They go into their four minute offense. Every call was correct. Like every call, not only correct but also worked. At the same time, you know, mixed in a lot of lot of running past there, a lot of get. Let's get the drive going to Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, here's Corey Clement. Here's you know Wendell Smallwood. Here's a little bit of Blunt. They really rotated well between all that, which was hilarious to me because this past week was all about: Are we sure that Deuce Staley should be rotating backs in and out, and who's really in control of this? Uh, the, the the pacing on this thing was phenomenal. Um, I, the only the only thing I think you could possibly nitpick is trying to force Blunt to get that touchdown right after his sixty eight yeah. yard run there. But other than that, they rotated these guys perfectly. Today. Yeah, I think they were just trying to get the big man, you know, that extra. And, and look, you deserve it. That was that was a heck of a run. It was a manly, studly run. That as an Eagles fan, you're just like. Go run him over! Like it was great. <laughs> it was great. But I think that last drive coming back to it was really a, a really good sign for this football team. You're up two points. You get the ball with six and a half minutes left in the game, and you're able to to put the game away by methodically moving the football down the field. Two big throws, one or two big throws made when they needed the throw to Alshon was huge. And then they're just able to pound the football, and the offensive line is able to control the line of scrimmage. John, I'm with you. That I'm I'm that. Just watching that drive made me feel that much better about the victory that they were able to close it out like that. Um, uh, you know, just to, and look, you know, I think when you look at it, um, you know, they got Arizona next week. They're again three and one, and um, they they've played some tough games and won some tough games here. You have to feel good going up against the Arizona team that um, is struggling to beat the 49ers, Might lose to them. Yeah. Barely in OT got by Indianapolis. Uh, you know, you just. You have to feel really good about where how the Eagles are positioned, especially as uh, I see you pulling up on the screen here. Yeah, I'm you know, just, I'm just trying the to. The Cowboys lost that's today. Right, and uh, there was a, you know, I, I can't believe I'm going to see this. Jared Goff and, and Sean McVay look really good together. That was uh, that was a bit of a treat early. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott got uh, 85 yards on 21 carries today. Dak Price got 20 for 36, 252, three touchdowns going through there. Todd Gurley was just an absolute monster of them. 121 yards today. Uh, just ripping, and, ripping and, through and, there, and seven catches for ninety-four and a touchdown. Yeah, all of a sudden Vince Quinn shows up on frame too. Oh, look at hey that, Vince. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, like it is, it's hugely important uh, to get all this. You know, they uh, they end up uh, doing that, and just like we said, everybody has a possibility to drop in two to two. Eagles could be the lone three and one team here, and I, you know, I I, I looked at. How does the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> how do they 
They were up big. They were up, you know, by 20, it was 24 to 6. 24 to 13. Some I saw that it might have been 24 to 6 before that. It was definitely 24 to 13 at one point that I saw. And then they just kind of, the, the breaks just stopped for everybody going on through there. I didn't see the entire game because we were doing the pregame show. But, uh, you know, that's that, when you're looking for that Dallas defense to finally be bad, today was one of those days where they were. Uh, and I really like if you could match up the same. I mean, they don't have Todd Gurley, and that's that's obvious there. But you know, if that uh, offensive line can stay together, if you can have Wisniewski in there permanently, then it becomes a, a pretty nice matchup because it's not like the Rams' offensive line is is a complete beast there, and they go into Dallas too. That's that's more shocking to me than anything. It's not like they had an emotional win against you know the Cardinals last week, and um, that's a that's a good sign early on that you know. There's a lot of dents and there's a lot of chinks in the armor for all of the NFC East, really. I mean, everybody has kind of some fatal flaws here. Um, but today makes you feel really good about their chances in the division. I still think they're they're kind of that 9-7, and 10-6 and six football team. Uh, and the Eagles kind of haven't really put that power punch through anybody. But, you know, if they can win close games and they can keep doing this and keep that momentum alive, the, the you know, the ash half of this Schedule only gets tougher, and it's you've got to get these things out of the way. So, you know, if you roll into the bye week and you're three or four games above 500, that's going to be great for the tail end of the season. Here. Oh, it's huge. And, and, I mean, like we said, I, I, I think my biggest takeaway right now is that they're 3-1 and one after playing three of the four, four on the road. I mean, that is huge to me. I, I, don't, I don't think a lot of people expected this. You've got, obviously, more home games left to go. They've played really well at the link this season. And excuse me, like over the past two seasons, obviously, sure, the one win at home, not not really well, but they played well. But last season, a much better home team. You got to feel good about that. And um, yeah, the schedule does get a little tougher at the end, but there's also some games that got a little easier. I know the Panthers won today, but they don't look as scary as they might have, uh, you know, earlier. Seattle, obviously not looking as scary as they did earlier. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. Oakland looking like a team that could go either way, especially at home, that one. So, um, yeah, man, I just feel – I think you have to feel really good. With Dallas losing a game they should have won at home against the Rams, the Eagles going to to Los Angeles and losing – and winning a game that they maybe shouldn't have won in, you know, in scheduling terms. So, uh, I think you got to feel really good, especially with the Chiefs hopefully taking care of business tomorrow night. Uh, how do you feel about Carson Wentz after this? Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit, but, um, you know, I, I thought, it, again, although the stats really don't show it, it had a lot, I had a ton of command of everything today. Yeah, that was my takeaway. I, I think there was uh, uh, a lot more that, you know, uh, seeing the field really well, uh, the couple of couple of so-so throws there uh, coming out of the second half and uh, maybe a bad one in, in the first, but... Um, you know, I, I think that's that's been the more impressive thing overall. We're st- I'm still waiting for that. Okay, I'm going to go over and, and dominate and take this game, but he's still amazingly elusive. Even though there's uh, some of that stuff didn't get counted today, um, and just being able to extend plays, going for first downs, being able to juke, being able to do all those things to extend drives to go into win get football games has been great so far and I'm just kind of still waiting for that power punch and that's not a criticism I'm just I'm enjoying the process of him still growing and mentally it just looks like it's all there and physically if he can tie those two things together he really is going to be a fantastic quarterback for this organization he really is man and and like you said the elusiveness all that stuff is is so fun to watch and 
you know, no play is over. He he gets away from stuff, and you're just like, how how did he do that? And the footwork and the speed and and the you know the wiggle and everything. Yeah. But but I think the the for me the big takeaway was was the the field general. You know, like it's a, a cliche term, but he was he was a general out there. We heard kill 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 all afternoon. Yeah, he was changing plays of the line of scrimmage nonstop. He was reading the defense. He was seeing running plays. You know, he was he was doing such a great job of just ma- like controlling the offense of being in charge out there of making the right reads and a lot of the throws he made were the right decisions you know no big time mistakes like there were a couple throws that could have gone the other way um, but nothing where you're like why would you throw that why yeah. would you do that none of that stuff just a very heady um, you know commanding performance from Carson Wentz today yeah so uh, the Cardinals end up winning <laughs> So they they wow. pull, they pull right, away good, from it. Good, good. Let them come in here. All uh... so that means it's Larry Fitzgerald time in the link, which always always make you uh, uh, feel. Did they cover the Niners? <laughs> and we can make fun of Jack Fritz because you and I were right and he was wrong. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm assuming that's probably well because the the line was uh, pretty line incredible. Was six and a half. That's why we took the Niners. Uh, we'll find that out. But that's like looking looking ahead just a little bit. You know, when you think about when you think about Larry Fitzgerald, even though these teams are are. Terrible. Uh, do you think that that kind of uh, you know creeps creeps back the in there a little Fitzgerald bit? At the the link curse, you know, one hundred eighteen yards and two touchdowns or whatever. Yes, ends up here's doing. the thing, John. This is the first time that they're playing them in a long time where Larry Fitzgerald is the only person that you have to worry about. You know, they've had nothing else. Getting the sweet cover there. <laughs> Suck it, Fritz. Fritz, John and I, pretty much every call you and I made today it was pretty good. That was against Fritz. We were right and he was wrong. That's so. right. I love when that happens, uh, but yeah, look, I think I don't. This Arizona team stinks. I'm I'm not going to be scared of them, especially in Philadelphia. I'm not scared of the Fitz drinks. Could the Eagles lose this game? Absolutely, but I, I'm going to feel confident about this matchup. Arizona stinks. They yeah, are not bad. a good football team. They're bad. Dave, losing David Johnson, he he was everything to that offense. That's another example, like we're talking about, of the schedule kind of. You know, getting a little lighter as the season goes on. Facing the Cardinals without David Johnson, a completely different animal than facing them with David Johnson. Absolutely. The whole offense is built around that guy, and he was their best player on offense. So um, I, I feel good. I feel very good about this game on Sunday. Yeah, so you you have that, and then it's the short week with the uh, the Panthers, and they got to go down to Carolina, who amazingly and bafflingly, at least to me, what? go ahead and beat the Patriots at Cam home. Cam Newton! Back from the dead. Yeah. He was dead for a week, and now, yeah, he's, now back. he's back again. It's it's kind of like us, how we roll. Exactly. Just goes to show too, like how bad that Patriots uh, defense was today. They were they were all over the place. So then, and then they welcome back Washington again at home. So they don't even sniff the Cowboys, and they got to play uh, Washington uh, twice there. Then it gets a little easier with you know the 49ers, and then it's re- uh, really the big two tests back to back weeks are you know when they uh, they come in with uh, the Broncos and then they go see Dallas for the first time so that's why today was was really important to get that it's why it's even more important that they take care of business while they're at home next week against the Cardinals and we will be breaking that uh, all down on Bleeding Green Nation and bgnradio.com I, I think we'll just leave it here because I mean it, there's there's really not much to to go over unless you're re-watching this game and finding some really incredible things from it. But honestly, the MVPs for me today are the Eagles crowd taking over that stadium. I'm honest to God, and this is not you know hyperbole at, at any point in time. I've never, ever seen or experienced that. No matter how big the stadium is, that was incredible. I think that determined a lot of different things in this game. Secondly, 
Uh, I will say that uh, uh, the offensive line, and more importantly, Wisniewski is my MVP over there, along with Jason Kelsey. That's what I took away from the games today. Yeah, no, I, I think, uh, you know, my biggest takeaway is one, uh, again, to harp on, three and one with three wins on the road, you know, three of the games on the road. And then the other thing I'm going to say, I said it before, I'm going to say it again. I am, as Jack Fritz, Jay Jack, did you hear the Niners covered? Um, by the <laughs> way, uh, here's the thing. I, and again, this is from, you know, Mr. Doug Peterson hater. Don't hate on Doug Peterson this week. It's it, th- there is no reason that you can hate on Doug Peterson this week. It's it's look, we'll hate on Doug when he does things that are stupid, which sadly I'm sure are probably coming again. But <laughs> but t- today Doug did a good job. There's no reason to rip him. Uh, uh, it was a good win against uh, a desperate team that that had to have it in. Their stadium, yes. I should say, with yeah, quotes. Yeah. Uh, and the Eagles got it done. This is a game, again, two weeks in a row. You get that feel that the Eagles won games that last year they wouldn't have won. Phillies won. Uh, the Union won. Ben Simmons came out uh, in a scrimmage today and looked like, God, I can't wait for the six to start. <laughs> good Lord Almighty. It was a good day. The Cowboys lost. Uh, the Giants lost. Now it's on to Washington to lose. We hope it happens, man. Being 3-1 and one feels uh, feels great. And uh, that's going to do it for episode number 265 of the BGN Radio Podcast. Make sure to give us a like right there on the uh, Facebook, uh, right at uh, BGN Radio uh, Podcast, I believe, after the slash and all of that fun stuff. So that'll do it. Thanks for tuning in. We will catch you later on. And stay tuned for BLG tomorrow for the afternoon QB. We will see you guys. Stretch your hand and I'ma chop it off. I dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss. Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce. Rwanda and Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus Pocus, Gucci Lopez, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from playing with their hair below. Nightmares, walking dead cause they sleep prepared You either sheep or shit, be scared or cut to pieces I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order Head nods and cat calls cause it's pops in order Yeah, I'm stuntin' all the world is my stage show Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m. Just that fly shit, the type you never seen again No meats, no leather, I'm just pimpin' a pin we live that life that you're wishing against. More money, more power, more women and shit. It's me and now, motherfucker. Who you think this is? Gia. Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m. Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m. Cruising Me and Alpha are in deposits and large amounts. Couple bank accounts between us, we raise some money. Paper chase the balls, place our wealth with Buffett. Relate the war, settle scores, equate our pain with Duncan. We bet from the clouds for dreams, kings, we came from nothing. Now we front and eat your shrimp by the pound. Rest in peace to Chad, overdose on iodine. 
We gon' meet you, Chad. But mama seek the with the see through bag. Relax, part of seek the we gon' feed you dead. E A G L E S.